psychotic geeks obsessed with every little detail. It'll never get on the air. Well, I think it's good for a show to go off the air before it becomes stale and repetitive. I've just been informed that we are going off the air. Off air with Emily and Catherine. Okay, now let's talk about merch. Awesome. Can you hear now? You yeah. need more? No, I can hear. Okay. Can I? Yeah, I can hear. I don't know. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> I hear great. I hear great. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You're <clears throat> You're literally fine. <sighs> <laughs> I left my... Did you listen to last week's episode? I haven't yet. I left my burp in there. Did you? I mean, in our description, it does talk about unladylike behavior. Oh, yeah. But I was like... Oh, we're <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't even care. Oh, man. I just love Hawk and Loogies, to be honest with you. Yeah? Yeah. I'm really good at it. That's good. Um, I do it a lot when I run outside and yeah. it's cold, so I'm like, whoak, whoak. and I, I always do a quick, like, peek around behind me. and Make sure nobody's going to, like, get impacted by yeah, it. Yeah, and it's good noise. Yeah. And I, I won't do a snot rocket outside, but in the shower, you best believe, <laughs> shooting them out. <laughs> All right. Lord. I should have. Life anyway. lessons with Petra. <clears throat> I know. I am a treat. You are a treat. Yeah. You are a treat. Mm-hmm. You look beautiful today. I just want that to be said one more time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I worked real hard. <laughs> no, I really didn't. <laughs> um, I got a new makeup brush from Morphe. Ooh, did you? Foundation brush. Oh, yeah. It's freaking heaven. Do you it love it? It is the best thing I've ever put. It's the best $8 I've ever spent. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I love it. Okay. So, hey. Hey. This is Off Air with Emily and Patra. <laughs> Almost forgot again. I'm Emily. <laughs> I'm Patra. Um, last week, and I don't think I said, I think it was after, yeah. So last week I did Brian Wells, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah. And I don't understand why my headphones are so terrible. Like I have to turn this all the way up in okay. order to hear me podcasting. But when I'm voice tracking, I can hear myself just fine when it's like way down here. That's weird. That's so weird. I went over there to use that, um, mm-hmm. I almost said that sprout. <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's what that was my confused face because yes. I was confused at myself. Um, I went over to over. Good night. Over there to use that <laughs> side. The headphones were turned up so high. Yes. And I was like, I put them on, and it was immediately one of the like that old commercial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it was, blow your hair yeah, back. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So last <clears throat> week I did Brian Wells. Obviously. Yes. Brian Wells and. I get in the car. I told you about this, but I get in the car. Mm-hmm. And the next, my favorite murder episode, Georgia Hardstark does Brian Wells. Hey! And I was like, whoa, murderception. Oh, my Crazy. gosh. And then today, so yesterday, I'm looking up stories to do. Mm-hmm. I find this one. I, d- I decided not to do that one today, but maybe mm-hmm. in the future. It sounds really good. So I, like, look it up, and I'm like, mm, no. Today, get in the car. Mm-hmm. Episode I turn on, Georgia Hardstark. Does the one I was gonna do. Wow. And I was like, okay, Can stop. she please leave you alone? Yeah, no, I'm seriously. just kidding. <laughs> and it's not like, obviously, I'm still in like the 2017, right. end of 2017, You're catching, catching up. up. But I'm not looking at the descriptions of them. And they don't put the title mm-hmm. in the name, or the name in the title. Mm. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's crazy. There's I love that. It's, like, it's wild. Wow. Also... We have another patron. We do. Another supporter. Uh, so thank you, Joe, for supporting this mess of a show. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's thank really you so appreciated. much. It's really appreciated. Um, all right. 
Did okay. you go first last week? I don't remember. Do you want I... me to go first this week? Sure. Yeah, <clears throat> go first. <clears throat> was it alligators last week? No, no Brian, Brian Rose was Wilf. last week. I did the Holy. same thing because I was looking at pictures to post mm-hmm. for on Instagram, which, by the way, we post our pictures on Instagram at Off Air with EP. almost forgot it. Hey. Um, and... I was looking for pictures to post, and I was like, oh, I need to put look up this guy, the alligator. And I was like, wait a minute. I did him last. I was like, that's not who I did. Right. I don't understand why we both did it. <sighs> I don't either. <clears throat> We're psychically Last week was connected. the cookie week. Cookie. So you did go first last week. But you can go first again if you'd like. Mm, no, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you, though. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, we did eat cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Monched them. Monch. <laughs> Crunch. I'm sorry. Crunch and Monch. <laughs> Can that be like our body and Clyde we? name? Crunch and Monch. <laughs> oh my word, yes. Oh okay. no, don't make me do that gross laugh that I hate. You know I hate it. <laughs> like I watched, we were watching old Vine videos. And we're just never going to talk about this. Vine compilations. We were, yeah, we were watching old Vine compilations on YouTube the other night while we were eating dinner. Mm-hmm. And this one, I've oh never God, seen I it. I've never seen it before in my life. And this girl, she's like talking. I don't remember what she says. Mm-hmm. But she like turns and her Christmas tree is like at the end of the hallway. And it looks like like somebody's standing there. In her face, she like goes white. And she goes, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I love her. Oh my word. Oh, she just made the best face in the world. And I was like, I need to watch that like 700 times. That is my life. Oh my God. Oh, it was so funny. I love that, to be honest. We watch Vine compilations a lot I at home. I love Vine compilations. Why? I never watched, I never really was like, got into Vine. Me either. Like, never watched it when it was an app and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. now it's like, you could send me all the Vine compilations. I mean, and I'll watch them all. And my kids, like, we quote them at each other, but yeah. they're obviously like deep into it. And yeah. so they're like, oh, it's a vine, mom. You wouldn't understand. And I'm like, excuse me. Was it in a vine and compilation? They were roommates. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's the one you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they were roommates. And they were roommates. <laughs> oh my God. That was in the vine compilation that that girl was in, too. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew it. Like, if it's in a vine compilation, I guarantee I know it. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> road work ahead. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said road work ahead. Road work ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Stop. Stop it. I sure hope it. I like the one. Uh, okay. We're just. I'm, I know. We're, we're just, just not going to talk okay, about it Okay. Forget it. <laughs> Who died? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so oh, sorry. God. How All rude right. is that? <laughs> so we <clears throat> are talking. Do you want the name of like the scenario or just let me go into it? I'm what just going to go into it. Do it. Rodney James Alcala was born August 23rd, 1943, as Rodrigo's Rodrigo Jacques Alcala Bucour. Oh, sorry, but fuck yeah, he was. Yeah. Damn, that's a good name. In San Antonio, Texas, which I feel like is so such a random French name for San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, born Rodrigo Jacques Alcala Bucour in San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas, to Raul Alcala Bocour and Ana Maria Gutierrez. After his father abandoned their family, Alcala and his sisters were raised by his mother in suburban Los Angeles. Alcala joined the U.S. Army in 1960, where he served as a clerk, and after what was described as a nervous breakdown in 1964, he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder by a military psychiatrist and discharged on medical grounds. 
Me too. I'm just kidding. I felt that entire sentence. Yeah. After being discharged from the Army, Alcala graduated from UCLA School of Fine Arts from the UCLA School of Fine Arts in 1968 and claimed to have a, quote, genius level IQ. Oh. He's like, I don't know if he claimed that he had a genius level IQ or if it was just like he was just real smart and everybody was like, he's a genius. Oh, my gosh. You're a genius. I think if I remember right, he claimed that he was genius. Me and this guy. (laughs) (laughs) That same year, a motorist in Los Angeles called the police after witnessing Alcala luring Tally Shapiro, only eight years old, into his Hollywood apartment. Never mind. Tally was found in the apartment and had been raped and beaten with a steel bar. Alcala escaped and fled to the East Coast and attended NYU film school under the name of John Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. That'll come in a minute. Okay. Where he stuttered film under Roman Polanski, who was married to Sharon Tate uh, and directed, like, The Pianist and Rosemary's Baby and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he studied under him. During the summer months, he worked as a camp counselor at a New Hampshire arts camp for children using the name John Berger, spelled with a U like the burger you eat. Burger. So he used the same name, just two different spellings. Okay. As an alias. In Dumb. Ni- <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Idiot. In 1971, two campers noticed Alcala's FBI wanted poster at the post office and notified camp directors. Mm-hmm. Alcala was arrested and extradited back to California, but Tally Shapiro's parents had relocated the family to Mexico and refused to allow her to testify at his trial. So since there was no primary witness, prosecutors were unable to convict Alcala of rape and attempted murder Mm. and had to permit him to plead guilty to a lesser charge. I mean, I get, okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it because they don't want to subject her to that again. Yeah. But also like, yeah, could have put him away. Mm -hmm. In 1974, he was paroled after 34 months. Under Ugh. the ind- indeterminate sentencing program, which was popular at the time, and this allowed parole boards to release offenders as soon as they demonstrated evidence of rehabilitation. So if you just act nice and good, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm great. Okay, but I'm like, really right. good at acting nice. Exactly. Do it every day. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Within oh. two months of being released, he was arrested for violating parole. Of course he was. And providing marijuana to a 13-year-old girl named Julie, who claimed she had been kidnapped. Okay, well, that was nice. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, thanks to that indeterminate sentencing program, he was paroled after serving two years. Okay, I hate this guy. Seriously. In 1977, despite his criminal record and registration as a sex offender, he was hired by the Los Angeles Times as a typesetter during their coverage of the Hillside Strangler murders. Okay, um, I feel like no one would give me that many chances, right? Exactly. It's just like like, uh, literally chance after chance after chance. Okay, gross. During this time, he also managed to convince dozens of young women that he was a professional fashion photographer and photographed them for his portfolio. Ah. Most of these photos remain unidentified, and the police fear that some of the women may be additional victims. Oh, my God. In 1978, Alcala was accepted as a contestant on the dating game, despite his criminal history. Despite raping an eight-year-old girl. Yeah. Come on. You're an eligible bachelor. Okay. Host Jim Lang introduced him as... A successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the darkroom at the age of 13, fully developed. Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. 
Like, I, come on. Okay. Yeah. So I watched this clip. Did you? Okay. And it is like, A, it's like 80s. Right. 80s terrible, cringe. Yeah. Cringy TV. But he is, he is attractive. Is he? Yeah. I want to go look him up. Like, not not now. Like, he's not. Right. It's, if he were a human being now, I mean, he is a human being now. But <laughs> if he were, were like, around now, oh, he wouldn't mama. be as attractive, you know? Mm-hmm. But in the mm. 80s, heck yeah. So, <clears throat> I watched this clip. Did you find him? I did, but it's a current picture-ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Bachelorette was Cheryl Bradshaw. And in this clip, she she says, they go, like, all the, the three bachelors go through their, like, first sentence or whatever. His mm-hmm. first thing he says is, we're going to have a great time together, Cheryl. Gross. And this is, it cuts out like all of the rest of the thing. So it's just his, their interactions. Mm-hmm. She asks, what's your best time? If you don't know the dating game scenario, the bachelorette is one single person behind a wall. Mm-hmm. And then there's three bachelors sitting on the other side of the wall. So they can't see each other. They can just hear each other. So Cheryl asks, What's your best time? Which I don't understand that question in general. Like, that's such a weird question. What's your best time? Like, yeah. what's what's a good time? Yeah, that's that's what the question is. What's, is a, what's a good time for you? Like, what's a good time for you? Yeah. And But so she asked, what's your best time? And his response <clears> is, <throat> the best time is at night, nighttime, because that's the only time there is. And Cheryl asks, which is so, such a weird response. Yeah. Like, what? Like, I understand. Like, nighttime? Heck yeah, I'm all for nighttime. Right. But Cheryl asks, what's wrong with morning and afternoon? And he said, nighttime is when it really gets good. I hate this guy. So she asks, her next question is, I'm a drama teacher and auditioning you for a private class. Mm. And she says in this, like, (laughs) attempting to be sexy voice, she says, you're a dirty old man. Take it. And he says... Oh, come on over here. And he goes, like groans, like real disturbingly. It's freaking gross. It's like they're having phone sex. I love on national television. You repeating it for me, though. It was so gross. I love it so much. I take that, but like add this like creepy guy that has already attempted to kill two young girls. This picture of him in 1997, he has the thickest mustache. Like you can't see either one of his lips whatsoever. Yeah. Right here. Right here, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, but I could see like I mean he's a he's honestly he's an, an attractive man, an attractive man. Yeah, that one picture with the long hair. Oh, yeah, that got to me. Yeah, yeah, not in a good way. <laughs> so her next question after he groans and she's like, ah, like oh you're so funny. Um, she says, I'm serving you for dinner. What are you called and what do you look like? And he says, I'm called the banana. The audience laughs. Gross. And I look really good. Yuck. And she says, "Can you be more descriptive and, and be more descriptive?" And he says, "Peel me." Blah. Like, ugh. Okay, I hate you both, actually. So, Cheryl Bradshaw picks bachelor number one, which is Alcara, Alcara, oh, Alcara. What? It how doesn't is that matter. It? The guy. That gross he guy wins a tennis date with some famous tennis coach at the time, mm-hmm. and then a trip to Magic Mountain with her, but. She refuses to go out with him because she found him creepy. Oh, which wow. Which is good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Jed Mills, an actor who sat next to Alcala on stage as Bachelor Number 2, 
later described him as a very strange guy with bizarre opinions. Bizarre opinions. You're serving you for dinner and you pick a banana. Right? So weird. Rump roast. (laughs) (laughs) Criminal profiler Pat Brown speculated that Bradshaw's rejection might have been an exacerbating factor. Brown said that is something he wouldn't take too well. Serial killers don't understand the rejection. They think that something is wrong with that girl. She played me. She played hard to get. Ugh. On June 20th, 1979, a 12-year-old girl from Huntington Beach, California, Robin Sanso, disappeared somewhere between the beach and her ballet class. Ugh. 12 days later, police locate her body in the foothills of Los Angeles, decomposing. Mm. The police also find her earrings in a Seattle locker, rented to no other than Alcala. Her earrings? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so... Okay. Yeah. In 1980, Ella... Uh, I forgot how to say his last name. <laughs> Alcala was tried, convicted, and sentenced to death for Robin Samso's murder. His conviction was overturned by the California Supreme Court because the Orange County Superior Court trial judge had allowed the jury to hear about the Tally Shapiro case and Alcala's other rape and kidnapping convictions. So they were like, he did this stuff too, but that's not what he was being tried for, so it didn't <sighs> matter, and it nulled his... Okay. So... He kills this, this guy girl. is like really lucky or I know, something. something. I don't like okay. that. He kills this poor 12-year-old girl <sighs> and it's overturned. In 1986, he was convicted for a second time and again sentenced to death. But guess what? The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals panel overthrew the conviction yet again because a witness was not allowed to support his contention that the park ranger who found Samso's body had been hypnotized by police investigators. Okay, hold up. <clears throat> so, I mean, I have watched Criminal Minds as much as the next person. Yeah. So all my courtroom is from courtroom dramas, all yeah. my knowledge. Um, if you make one little mistake, you the whole case is ruined? I guess so. That's bullshit. I don't, I don't know, obviously, like, like okay. specifics. Obviously, because I'm not a lawyer or anything like uh, that. Well, could but you could I just be real a lawyer? Quick go get my law degree. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, be right back. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess that like <clears throat> if you're defending somebody, you're gonna find everything you can. Right. Right. And did he just get good lawyers? Was he rich? Was it a defend a public? I don't know. Mm. It says nothing about these first ones. It says nothing about mm-hmm. lawyers or anything. Probably because everything just kept getting overturned, and they were like, "Hey, leave my name off this." Yeah, <laughs> but like, I don't want anything. Could you to do hardcore not talk about this? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that second conviction, uh, sentenced to death, appeals panel overthrew the conviction once again. Um, and in 2003, Orange County investigators were preparing for their third prosecution. Now, from what I understand, is that this is obviously their third time going after this guy, mm-hmm. but. I guess there's this thing, and I've heard it on other podcasts, that you can't go after somebody for the same crime if their if their thing was appealed or overturned or whatever. Right. Once it's acquitted. already had like a, a verdict or whatever, yeah, you can't you do can't it again. Do it again. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if they're I'm sure that I don't know if like that the is charge a recent is different thing or, or if they're charging him differently. Yeah. But however, they're going after him for the third time. They're like this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, So they're going after Orange County investigators going after him for their third prosecution when they learned that Alcala's DNA sampled under a new state law despite his objection 
matched semen left at the rape and murder scenes of two women in Los Angeles. Oh, shocker. <laughs> Imagine that. This sweet, awesome guy. <laughs> totally normal dude. Another pair of earrings found in that same Seattle storage locker matched the DNA of one of those two victims. Why did he keep the earrings? I don't know. That's weird. I mean, I don't I'd rather earrings, by I'd the way. I'd rather him keep earrings than like a finger or something creepy. Not me. I'd rather find a locker full of fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's I don't you know would. what's worse. You because you, I mean, I mean, worse would be the fingers, but it would be a fucking way better story. Yeah, that's you're true. at work at the locker place. Yeah, no. and police come in and they're like, "We need to check this locker." And you open up and like fingers, fingers. stumble out, like peace boom, sign boom, boom. flipping you off. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so additional Shit. evidence came to light, <clears throat> including other cold case DNA matches, leading to Alcala's indictment for the murders of four additional women. Jim. Bar- no, Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jill Barcombe was 18, killed in 1977, and originally was thought to have been a victim of the Hillside Strangler. Wow. Georgia Wickstead, 27, bludgeoned in her Malibu apartment in 1977. Charlotte Lamb was 31 and was raped and strangled in El Segundo in 1978. And Jill Parento, 21, was killed in her Burbank apartment in 1979. All mm. tied to this gross guy. I mean, and he started with like a young, young girl too. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. I thought they had like a type. I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. Alcala was also active, just side note, during the time that Ted Bundy and the son of Sam were active in the 70s, along with the Hillside Strangler. So you- there were four ser- serial killers going around. Yeah. Do you feel like serial killing was like just a way more popular thing? thing to do in like the late 70s yeah 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 i mean not that i want a serial killer now or right. anything but right. i said serial killing <laughs> stupid <laughs> i feel like there's not any yeah right now is there like an not that i'm like serial killer? Look, i'm not like saying hey i want a serial a current serial your killer eyes to talk about. were so excited <laughs> a little bit like though. i mean it'd be kind of cool but not really don't do it like not cool at all i'd not rather just cool. not do it but if someone was doing it and we were following along, like yeah. if it was the Scranton Strangler, I guess I guess they did just <laughs> Scranton Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> we would watch them. Yeah, we would watch them like from our yeah yeah seriously. But I feel they just solved that one case of that girl that went missing in by Columbus, Ohio, because True Crime Garage did. Did that? I haven't listened to them in a minute. I'm so sorry. Um, I should. What was I don't the name? Remember her name? Uh, they they post the we'll name of their thing. Yeah, they do. Though. Let's go look at theirs. They it was they just it's <clears throat> not like it's a more recent case, but they posted. It's been a minute. I haven't listened in a while either. Um, can I just say that I know I've told you this, but I love like being subscribed to our podcast because yeah. then I'm just like driving to work and my phone gets a notification and I look down and it says. A new episode of Off Air with Emily and Patrick. I'm like, holy shit, that's us. Molly Tibbetts. Mo- oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they just solved, that was August, back in August. I feel like that's the most recent that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. That was like an off the right wall kind of experience. But yeah, I, I mean, four at the same time yeah. in the late 70s. And I think, and like I really ones. don't think there's any 
that I know of. Like big old ones. Yeah. Like yeah. BTK is, that was a big one. Old one, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's that was what, early 2000s, mid 2000s? I don't know. We'll do it at some point in time because yeah. that's one of my favorites. I know it is mine too. Okay. Anyway. So <clears throat> these all these four these four serial killers are active at the same time. Just a side note. Um, prosecutors entered a motion to join the SAMSO charges with those of the four newly discovered victims. Alcala contested the motion, but in 2006, the California Supreme Court ruled in favor of the prosecution. And in 2009, Alcala stood trial once again. At the third trial, Alcala was acting as his own attorney. Oh, my God. <gasps> and he told dude. jurors that he was at Knott's Berry Farm when Samso was kidnapped, but offered no defense in any kind of of any kind in the four other cases. <laughs> Which okay. I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he was just still like, no, I don't I don't want you to charge me and put the Sam's the poor Samso, Robin Samso with mm-hmm. these four other victims and just like ignored that they had tacked on those four other victims. God. And it was just like, just didn't. He's like, mm, yeah, I don't eh. know what that was all about. But, or he just was like, I really can't provide a defense for those other ones. I don't know. He's like, maybe if I don't bring them up, they will they bring, will them, bring up. them up. Oh my God. <laughs> As part of his closing argument, get this. He played the portion of Arlo Guthrie's song, Alice's Restaurant, where the protagonist tells the psychiatrist he wants to kill. Why? Like, <laughs> oh my what? God. Do you think the judge and the other attorney was like, let's they were just, just like, see where this goes, homie. Yeah. Like, let's just like, do this. Let pop it Pop your popcorn. Here we <laughs> go. Shit. He was convicted on all five counts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And guess who showed up? Tally Shapiro. Tally, uh, how old was she at this time? Do we know? Um, let's see. This was 2009, and her oh, so she first was old. attack happened in 1977. Is and that what she, I said? So she was eight, so. 1970, 19, 19. So she was like. <laughs> 1968. She was so eight she years was old. So she was like 40. So she was born in the 60s, and this happened in 2009. So she's 49, almost 50. Yeah, okay. Old enough to make her own decision to show up at court and Good get this guy. Good for her. I love that. Um, she was a surprise witness at the trial, so nobody expected it, except obviously, I'm I'm assuming the defense right. was like, Whoever we've got was this, like, Yo, we've got our secret weapon, here we go. In. Yeah. And in March 2010, Alcala was sentenced to death for the first, <laughs> sentenced to death for the third time. All right. Judge Francisco Brisenio's decision came w- several weeks after a jury recommended the death penalty for Alcala after convicting him. Brisenio said photos of the women taken by Alcala show he had sadistic sexual motives and that some of the victims were posed after death. Oof. The judge said Alcala had an abnormal interest in young girls. Clearly. While in prison, Alcala wrote the book You the Jury. In 1994, which he asserts his innocence in the Samso case and points to a different suspect. He also filed two lawsuits against the California penal system for a slip and fall claim and for failing to provide him a low-fat diet. Okay. <laughs> this guy. What? Like, I, this this entire thing just is like, oh my gosh, I don't understand. I mean... Um, New York <laughs> officials have the option of filing additional charges against him because he is the main suspect in the case of Ciro's nightclub heiress, 
Ellen Jane Hover, who was murdered in 1977 while he was working in New York as a security guard. And he's also suspected in the murder of TWA flight attendant Cornelia Michael Crilly, which occurred in 1971 while Akala was enrolled at NYU. Which, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and don't quote me on it, I think he did get convicted for these two as well. Fitting. I think so. Um, but it was after he was already in prison, so they just tacked it onto a sentence. Um, in 2010, the Huntington Beach Police Department made over 120 of Alcala's photographs public in effort to identify some of the women and determine if any of them could be additional victims. Approximately 900 photos couldn't be released because of their sexually graphic nature. Jesus. Yeah. In the first few weeks, approximately 20 women had come forward to identify themselves and, it, and around six families identified uh, loved ones. Oh. The women that were in the released photos have never been located. And as far as I can tell, he's currently still awaiting execution at San Quentin State Prison pending appeals processes. <sighs> yeah. I hate him. FYI. Yeah. yeah. I hate his whole, like, he got away with it for so long life. Yeah. So that was the dating <clears throat> game killer. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I loved that one. Yeah. Damn. And if you if you have a chance, you need to watch that that clip. From the dating game yeah. because obviously I knew watching it that he had previously murdered, attempted, mm-hmm. and or murdered three women prior to that. And it's just like, it makes everything that he says even creepier. Right. Which I mean, it's slimy and creepy anyway, but yeah. it just is like, oh, he just, it's like, he just wants to murder you. <laughs> like this guy just really wants to take you on a date and murder you. I is wish what you it could seems see like. how just cute and sweet Emily is right now. She's with her little hands out. He wants to murder you. <laughs> he wants to murder you. I okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so gosh. that one was a really fun one to research. I that mean, was good. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sorry that I noticed that um, I interrupt and ask so many questions. Oh, I'm no, sorry. You're, fi- you're okay. literally fine. You're like, so, and then he stabbed someone, and I'm like, hey, can you give me a history on that knife brand? <laughs> Where did he buy it? I'm like, huh, is that store still around? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're completely okay. I definitely like to fluff it out a little. Yeah. Okay. Fluff it. Fluff the fluff. Okay, so mine is about Latricia White. Okay. She was found murdered around Christmas time. That's the only reason I chose it mm-hmm. because I'm I'm seasonal. This is the only decorating I'm doing is my murders. Ha! Anyway, um, uh, on December 27th in 1993, 38-year-old nurse Latricia White, which Latricia, I'm just going to put this out there. I feel like we're kindred spirits because whenever I type my name in a Word doc, Patra, it tries to autocorrect it to Patricia. Mm. And so when I typed hers, I'd autocorrected to Patricia. <laughs> and I was like, oh, best friend. Anyway, <laughs> I've never been named Patricia in my life. In 1983, December 27th, 38-year-old nurse Latricia White lived in Lockhart, Texas with her 40-year-old truck driver boyfriend, Lee Wackerhagen. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> uh, but they called him Dub. So you're just going through your life. I mean. And they're calling you Dub. Wackerhagen. I'm he sure they called him Dub because of the W. Oh, yeah. 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 W. Yeah. yeah. Lee W. <clears throat> Lee W. Because the Wackerhagen's a mouthful, especially when you're talking over that CB radio. Wackerhagen. <laughs> I love it. Um, CB radio. Oh, we should get one on. We have one in our truck. <gasps> in, do we, you talk to people? No, we do don't. Do you listen talk to, to truckers? People. Yeah, we do. We were on the way home from my mom's that 
last mm-hmm. weekend I was there for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> for Thanksgiving, we were all the way home and we pulled onto the interstate and immediately stopped because of traffic. Mm. And which we almost never do. So we we're like, oh, there's obviously an accident. And we turned on this, he turned on the CB and they were talking. And this one guy goes, Oh shoot, what'd he say? He said something like, Oh, he, <laughs> said, he said something like something along the lines of, Oh shit, well maybe now I can use the cruise control now or something. Cause he he was obviously ahead right. and got out of the like, oh that's funny. Oh my god. And just the way he said it, it was funnier because the way he phrased it was actually funny, and I just butchered it but <laughs> it was really funny but yeah we listened to it for a little bit we don't talk to anybody because i think i'm probably wrong I, maybe i'm right i don't know i think it's illegal you to talk to like, if you're not like you <clears throat> actually like a trucker what was that I movie really know, with though. paul walker and that woman that actress that looks like helen hunt but it's not helen hunt she's younger and they were talking to someone on a cb radio in their car was it, it Fast was and Furious? No. That was the only one of the only Maybe movies Paul I know Paul Walker, Paul Walker was in. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Somebody's like, it's this. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, Lee. Dub. Dub. Wacker Hagen. The couple were both divorced. It says divorcees. I don't like that word. The couple were both divorced with children from a previous marriage. Um, it looks like Latricia had... Two children from a previous marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dub's ex-wife had custody of their nine-year-old son, Chance Wackerhagen. But Chance was going to be staying with his father over the Christmas holidays. So he was going to be staying with Dub. Okay. He was scheduled to be returned to his mother on Christmas Day, but he called her and asked if he could stay a few extra days with his dad, and she said yes. Which Good for her. totally happens, right, all the yeah. time. On December 27th, Latricia's father learned she hadn't shown up for work that morning, and according to her coworkers, she never missed without calling in, and she didn't even really call in that often, so it was like, um, is she okay? Mm-hmm. Her death stunned her friends and neighbors. She, of course, she left behind her two children, um... Oh, I didn't mean to say that. That was out of, I was supposed to say this first. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. So her father went to her house to check on her, and he discovered Latricia's body in her bed. Mm -hmm. She was shot six times in the head with the only gun I know, a twenty-two caliber weapon. Oh, my gosh. Despite the violent nature of the crime, there were no signs of a struggle, and nothing in her house had been disturbed. But she was in her bed, so maybe she was sleeping. I don't know. Yeah. Six times? I know when your dad found you. Oh, I know. <clears throat> All right. So Dub and Chance, do I, am I there yet? Yeah. Dub and Chance were nowhere to be found, and Dub's pickup truck was gone. There were no signs of a struggle, of course. No break-in. Nothing was missing from the house. Chance's footprint was also found in a spot of blood at the scene. <gasps> Um, Dub was known for having a violent temper, and it says here, let me find it. Four days before the murder, a friend witnessed an argument between Dub and Latricia about Chance leaving the faucet running. So he's nine. That happens. Yeah. I leave the faucet I leave running. I leave the faucet running. Gosh, I'll like go to fill up the, you know, whatever that the coffee pot thing yeah. is. And I'll like set it in the sink and turn the faucet on and go to the fridge. And like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> and I'm not nine. 39. <laughs> not really, but close. Anyway, um, the water overflowed on the floor and... Uh, she I, yelled at Chance and was like, hey. And 
dub was basically like, don't yell at my kid. Yeah, don't yell at my kid. And they were like going to pack up and leave. So but I can, they didn't. A, I understand her getting angry because it ran onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, hey. How long was that like, water going? Come on. Yeah. And then, but also like, and I get the not yelling at my kid part too. How long were they married? They were you know? together. It doesn't really say. No, okay. I didn't see that part. There's there's a Not period long. for me, like in my perspective, there's a period where if you're newly married, dating, whatever, there's a period where you are not allowed to yell at the other person's kid. A hundred percent true. You can say, hey, boyfriend, hey, husband, mm-hmm. your child did this and it really, I really didn't like it. Could you please talk to them? Mm-hmm. That's I'm fine. Find out. But there's also a period that it like... It does switch over where you are now a parental figure in their life and you do need to show some discipline. I agree. I completely agree. I'm going to so, find out how long they I'm were together. I'm curious as to how long. Whacker Hagen. I'm because not going to type W. Dub. W. Dub. W. <laughs> my grandma. Mm. Warsh. My grandma says Warsh too. W and Warsh. Warsh. Yeah, my mom says Warsh. Mm. I don't know. It just says... That dub had often been described as jealous and abusive. Mm. It was just a boyfriend, so it it doesn't really say how long they were together. Okay. All right. Moving on. So Chance's footprint was found in a spot of blood at the scene. Um, Dub was known for having a violent temper and constantly getting into fights with Latricia. He instantly became the prime suspect. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're talking about that fight about. Okay, so things got so heated over the fight with uh, chance in the water that he threatened to leave, but they eventually cooled down because they had been seen at a restaurant on the evening of December 26th, and they all appeared to be in a good mood. Okay. Whatever. Nevertheless, warrants were issued for Dub's arrest on charges of first-degree murder, interference with custody, and unlawful flight to avoid prosecution mm-hmm. because they can't find Dub or Chance. Yeah. Three days after the murder— Dub's abandoned pickup truck was discovered 30 miles away in Austin. Many of Dub's personal items were found inside, including his wallet, checkbook, and hunting rifle, though tests would determine it had never been fired. Hmm. I know. There were also Christmas presents in the back with blood on them. Streaks of blood, bloody Christmas presents, dun-dun-dun. I know. Oh, yay. There's copies made for me. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Steve made copies. Anyway. Oh, of what? <laughs> what do you make you copies of? <laughs> the transmitter reading. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. wrote it on just a little post it and was mm. like, here you go. <laughs> anyway. Okay, mm. got it. It was initially assumed the blood belonged to Latricia, but testing showed it was not her blood type. <gasps> and tests to determine whether the blood belonged to Dub or Chance proved inconclusive. Okay. So not definitely no, not definitely yes. There was enough blood to suggest someone had suffered an injury, but not a large enough quantity to indicate foul play. Like, not enough okay. blood just on those presents. Yeah. It was like, oh, I just sliced my leg open. Right. But, I mean, there was a lot. Like, I mean, if I shave one of my moles on my legs, that's the sound sort of gross. <laughs> if I shave one of the spots on my legs just right and nick it, it bleeds for, like, Four hours. hours. A mole will bleed forever. Yeah. One time, I clipped a mole off with a pair of fingernail clippers. Yeah. Yeah, and I left it on the desk with a little note that was like, this is a piece of me for my family to find. You are so gross. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, gosh. Okay, anyway. Uh, Okay, so enough blood to indicate 
an injury, but not foul mm-hmm. play. I mean, an injury seems foul play to me. Foul play is. It could be. Like, I cut your pinky finger off, but you didn't die. That'd be foul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? it would. It would. Okay. You're um, not wrong. Four months after, so Dub and Chance are missing. Okay. They are missing. Four months after they go missing, Chance's maternal grandfather, O.P. Williams, I love that his name is O.P. Williams. O. Capital O, capital P. So they probably called him Opie. But what do you think his name was? Let's let's ponder. Oliver Patrick. Okay, I like that. But I really like that name. So why would you want to be called O.P. if your name's Oliver Patrick? Right. Maybe if it was like, uh, like you know how there's Orenthal. like... Orenthal. What, what, like O.J. Orenthal. Yeah. Orenthal. Orville. Orville. Orville Popcorn Williams. Yep, there you go. Orville That's Redenbacher it. Redenbacher Popcorn Williams. Okay. Orville Redenbacher received a phone call <laughs> and... <laughs> Heard the voice of a young boy he believed was Chance. The boy said, help me. And then someone yanked what it sounds like someone yanked the phone out of his hand and hung up. And Grandpa said he slammed the phone down and looked over at his wife and was like, that was Chance. Mm -hmm. Like he 100% knew it. Mm -hmm. So I have feelings about that. Like also when we talked about the, um, you know, that one murder that happened. Mystery surrounding the death of, yes, yes, uh, Carrie Owsley. Mm-hmm. You're all hyped up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. It's been four months, and your grandchild is still missing. And sweet nine year old boy, he's missing. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> your is it your son? Your son is missing. I guess I don't maternal. No, so you're whatever ex ex son son in law, whatever. You're all worked up. So yeah. you. You want to believe that's them, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. there was some blood. There, there. His footprint was found in Latricia's blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. And you want to believe it's them. Four months isn't that long of a time, right? Especially in that scenario. Exactly. So he was like, "That's chance." But also, what nine-year-old kid is going to call your phone and say, "Help me," and then get slammed? The phone slammed down. Right. So I can see both sides. This is an unresolved case oh, for no. years. Dub's family faced accusations that they were providing assistance to Dub and Chance and that they were on the run. Mm -hmm. Um, But they insist, no, Dub is not capable of murder. And they believe that Dub and Chance suffered foul play as well. Not that they killed Latricia and moved away. And Mm. Dub wants to be with Chance and not deal with his girlfriend or ex-wife or whatever. In May of 2016, investigators suddenly announced that they have uncovered new evidence which made them now believe that Chance and Dove were also victims of foul play from the same person who murdered Latricia. So Dove is now officially classified as a missing person and potential homicide victim and no longer a wanted fugitive. So this happened in 1993, and in 2016, they have new evidence. Mm -hmm. But they don't say what that is. Hmm. And they are just... I'm sorry, I'm so... I was really sick last week, and then... The you parade got, and the you got the residual. Yeah. Okay. So he's now a, a potential homicide victim and a no, no longer a wanted fugitive. However, they have never publicly revealed specific details about this new evidence and why they have changed their minds. Hmm. And that's it. Maybe that blood that was on the this is all speculation, but yeah. maybe that blood on the presents came back as a DNA match in our new DNA technology, and That's, they're yeah. trying to find this whoever did whoever it matched to, but they can't like say it because they don't want him to run away. Right. 
Oh, I mean, it's kind of a short one. It was an unsolved mystery, but they focused on when they was had an unsolved mysteries episode. They focused on the disappearance of Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and a, a, I'm what forty year old man. I don't know. How right? Old yeah, he was, he was forty. Can and make, she was thirty eight. Can make his own decision <clears throat> on whether or not he's going to run away or whatever. Nine years old. You say you're going to run away, but you really make it to the end of the driveway with your little turtle backpack. Your little. <laughs> And you're like, mm, no, with just your kidding. going to grandma's I really, suitcase. I really want a grilled cheese, and I can't get that if I run away. So you turn around. Yeah. So I understand. I understand. Like the, it's more important to find this little boy. Yeah, and he is a cutie. Than it is to find this. He man. looks like he would leave the water running though. Doesn't he? He looks like a little stinker. He's, he's so, so cute, cute, though. You, yeah, but you know he's getting into mischief. Yeah. And getting away with it because of that little double dimple over there. Yep. You see it. I'm sure that's what happened with you as well. With your little dimple. Yeah, I got away with stuff, a lot. And you're like, yeah, I'm sorry. And except they're like, okay. My, except my attitude. I didn't get away with my attitude. I had no. a bad attitude. I can't even imagine that. You sweet. When I was little, I talked back a lot. Not mm. now, though. No, not so much now. Now it's just called being assertive. Yeah. Now it's not I talk back, back a little bit, though. Sometimes. To who? I kind of talk back to Christopher a little bit. Not yeah. too much, though. It's more like, more like sassiness. You're than just it sassy. Is talking back, yeah. But Smack I had, talk. I, had, I did have an attitude. I talked back a lot to my father, mainly. I had to write sentences. I will not have an attitude. For your dad? Mm-hmm. Did it work? It did. That was the only thing that worked. Sentences. The only punishment that worked was I had to write sentences. I had wrote like I don't know five thousand sentences in my punishments of sentences. Oh, between like the man. probably three times that I had to write sentences. I had to, yeah, that's a I lot, had to write of a lot of sentences. I had to write a lot of sentences. It was, and it was all <clears throat> about my attitude. I will not have a bad attitude. I will not talk back. Maybe it was only two times. Maybe it was, I five thousand is probably an exaggeration, but it was it was a lot. Yeah, I know it was at least five hundred. <laughs> That's so close to 5,000. <laughs> I know it was at least 5, It was at least 500. You're right. Yeah. Okay. It was at least five. <laughs> but yeah, I had to write sentences because I had an attitude. I don't know where that came from. Oh, my dimple. That's right. Your dimple. Yeah. I got a, I really wasn't that bad of a kid. I just had an attitude. So I have to say that through my research of this, they don't talk about Chance's mom very much. Um, and I'm curious, like that's, I guess that's where my suspects, my suspicions would lie. Because it did say that they um, were always arguing and it was about Chance. So, I mean, you saw that picture of Chance. He's a cutie, mm-hmm. but he looks like he's up to no good. Yeah. So she was probably like, hey, can you get your little turd of a kid under control can you put your thumb on that kid Mm -hmm. and if i was um the the mom and the step mom role you know if that step mom role person was being just like i don't care how twatty my kid is like yeah (laughs) shut your mouth yeah get off of his back Mm -hmm. and if you don't i'll shoot you in the head six times with a 22 i won't it depends on what you're doing to my kid though yeah that's true we're gonna shoot him in the head. Anyway, that's all. Nobody wow. knows what happened to him. Well, and it's Christmas, bloody Christmas presents maybe. in the back of a pickup truck. Think about that. Maybe not. Think about that. Don't dwell on that. Okay, don't <laughs> don't dwell on it. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor baby. Yeah. 
So I feel like maybe <clears throat> maybe Chance did it. Yeah, maybe he was like, <laughs> Dad, watch this. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Just kidding. Chance terrible. didn't do it. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Unsolved mystery. Mm. Me and Robert Stack. <laughs> Together. <laughs> Partners. Yep. Um, wow. That was, yeah. a good, that was a good one, too. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I really yeah. did like that one. Mm-hmm. Dub. Dub. Mm. Wacker Hagen. Wacker Hagen. What a name. I know. I like names like that. My name is so boring. Your name, you have a good name. I mean, I have a good name, but it's just boring. I was really um, bummed out when I got married and my last name went from my maiden name to my married name. Um, Because my name before was Roulette. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and now it's Jones. You're like the girl who plays Abby off of NCIS. Was her last name Roulette? Abby. No, not. It's. uh, Is it another deadly game? Polly. Polly Perrette, I think is her name. (laughs) That's the same. I know. It's it's like. No, it's not the same, but it's like it. Patra. Yeah. Polly Perrette. Polly Perrette and Patra Roulette. Patra Roulette. We could tell we're going to do a podcast together. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was dumb. But yeah, I just don't have an exciting name. That's why my quote unquote DJ name is just Emily. Emily. As I don't have like a nickname or anything that never have. Yeah. Nobody calls me PJ. I've been called Patty and I hated it. Chicken Patty hated that. Um, Pat, don't like that. It's Patra. It's Patra. Um, (laughs) I do sometimes say... When people want to know, like, how to pronounce it, I say it's, like, Cleopatra, and then I say, Cleopatra Jones, and I'm, like, the only one who knows about that movie, and nobody gets it. <laughs> not happy That's about all. it. Not That's happy all. about it at all. Nope. What's next week? Next week. Let's look at the date. It'll be the 12th? It'll be the 12th. No. Yeah, it'll be the 12th when we record, 17th okay. when it goes live. So do you want to do a tie-in to Christmas? Okay. Not I don't care. Not don't our really big Christmas episode. Yeah, not your big Christmas one. Right. But tie into Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Tune in next week for more um. <laughs> bullshit. Festivities. <laughs> Festivities. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who do you think called, though? Do you think it was Chance? Do you think it was just a prank? I don't know. It would be a really mean freaking prank. It would, but you know how like young teenagers are yeah, they're and they might know stupid. about it and yeah. They don't think. They don't Children think about are mean. it. They are and assholes. Oh, dang. It's hard to say. It is. Cuz by 9 they kind of have like their own voice. Mhm. Mhm. And even just with two words help me, you right. can, you can still kind of especially if it's like grandpa Okay, you I was still, and he stays with his mom a majority of the time. So obviously, Grandpa might probably has a good relationship with him, and he might know that right. This is Chance's and voice. And little, it was the maternal grandfather. Little boys have a tendency to sound like their moms. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he would kind of know that voice, yeah, yeah like pretty well. But also, like you said, four months is <clears> still <throat> is still a short time, mm-hmm. and he could still be. And I mean, my grandpa to this day would go out. Day and night, 24-7, if I went missing to find me. 100%. Even in a year, you know? So four Mm -hmm. months after, if if they had a really good relationship, he could still be very worked up and still trying to find him. Mm -hmm. And some asshole teenager could have called and been like, help me. And he would have been like, 
Right. And That's then it's, it. it said it sounded like someone, like, yanked the receiver out of his hand and hung up. So what if they were, you know, just fucking around yeah. and they're like, ah Boom. Yeah. So I think it could go either way. Like, yeah. wholeheartedly, I have zero idea. 50-50 shot. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I hope that it gets solved, though. I know. I really want them to come out like with, an update uh, yeah like yeah. please update me what's going on did you find that person where'd the blood come from yeah what was in his wallet yeah i don't know did I he know have everything. like a speedy mark card or something yeah maybe rewards card maybe he was like one sub away from a free sub and someone was like yoink yep murdered you for a free sub and they no. didn't even take the presents no so it can't have been like somebody random right like a robbery, because mm-hmm. they would have taken his wallet and his presents, and probably mm-hmm. that gun. Right. I mean, it seems, susp- I don't know, because, like, they weren't murdered there. They went in the truck and drove somewhere. Yeah. Are what they if murdered? Speculation, what if speculation here? He killed her, mm-hmm. and then they were driving away, and then the mom was like, Something's wrong. Chance's she had mom? Like, she had, yeah, she okay. had like mother's intuition that mm-hmm. something was wrong and that this guy was going to take her son and then she found him and then she shot him. Ooh, I love that. I don't know. I do love that. They didn't take his hunting rifle. It had never been fired. Never? That's what it said. Never been fired. I mean. You didn't shoot it once in the I backyard think, at a milk jug? What yeah. kind of dude yeah, are what you? What kind of gun owner are you? Exactly. Hmm. I can't tell you how many times I have sat in the backyard and watched my son Shoot his BB gun. Mm-hmm. I used to shoot beer cans. At cardboard boxes. <sighs> I used to shoot beer cans with my grandpa. Oh my God. Your grandpa. We need to bring him in. Okay. Okay. We can phone call him next week. Oh my God. Yes, please. Okay. Okay, good. Yay. All right. I'll That's tell it. him. Um, and then, yeah, I wasn't really going to say anything else. And then, <laughs> stay tuned for and Emily's grandpa. Stay tuned for Emily's grandpa. Making his debut podcast appearance next week. That makes oh I'm more gosh. excited about it, that than anything in my whole life right now. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, guys. Leave us a review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I've had a couple people come up to me. Mainly, like, two people come up to me. <laughs> but that's it's a couple. That yeah. is a couple. Yeah. Um, and be like, I'm so excited to listen. One of those was one person that we work with. Yeah. And the other one, uh, somebody that we work with was like, send me the link because I want to show, I send it to my wife and they can listen. And I was like, I still haven't done it because I forgot. But share with your friends because, I mean. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that I'm super happy. Like, I love when my friends post on my Facebook or send me a message and are like, ooh, I like this one. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, yay, the next episode's out. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.